Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. La ilaha illallah. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Hamdan yuwafi ni'mahu wa yukafi mazida. Alhamdulillahi hamdan kathiran tayyiban mubarakan fih. Wa sallallahu ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. My beloved brothers and elders, mothers and sisters in Islam, it is sad, but it is the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala what has happened to our brothers and sisters in Morocco. We say, Inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'oon. That from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala certainly we came. And to Allah is our return. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created the world. And Allah is free from His creation. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the maker and the sustainer and the nourisher. And we are His slaves. And whatever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does, He does through His infinite mercy. Whatever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala understands and knows what He does. And this is something through the decree of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And as Muslims, as submitters, we should accept the decree of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is our duty to make dua for all those who have passed away. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala raised them amongst the shaheed, amongst the martyrs. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to raise them amongst those who are successful. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to raise them amongst those who Allah's rida, Allah's happiness is amongst them. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive them for their sins and their shortcomings. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to have give sabr patience to all those that they left behind. It is not easy. But my dear brothers and elders, this life is but a journey. And it is the shortest time in our existence in the everlasting journey that we all have to go. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us a husnu khatima, a good ending. An ending that Allah is pleased with us amongst those who Allah ta'ala's rida is amongst them. We ask Allah to take us in a condition that we are have asked forgiveness from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the shortcomings and the mistakes that we make in our life. Today, my topic, my topic today, my respected brothers and elders, is always something I feel that's relevant in today's time. And this came across in my office as we were sitting and eating lunch. And a few brothers were discussing the issue or situation in Morocco. And the one said to the other that this is a punishment from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this really disturbed me. This really disturbed me that as believers, the Lord of Rahman of Rahim, most kind, most merciful, that we can come to conclusions like this, dooming our brothers and sisters, belittling our brothers and sisters, even at the circumstance of death. Usually when a person is at the time of death, 
we sympathize, we understand, and we soften our hearts. But how hard has our heart become that when people, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has tested them and those who they left behind, that we come with such conclusion that this is, a this is a punishment from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. My topic today is that who do we think we are? Do we think we are God? Do we think that we are God? When we make a statement like that, how much confidence we have? How much audacity do we have to make a statement like that? That we are dooming someone to the pits of the hellfire. When we look at a person and we judge a person and say, this is a bad person, who do we think we are? When we see a person not praying their salah, even though Allah has made it obligatory, and we pass a remark, a comment, judging them, who do we think we are? When we see a lady without a scarf, or we judge a person on the outer appearance, who do we think we are? <coughs> do we know what is in the heart? Do we know the condition of their life? Do we know the circumstances? Have we lived their life? Do we know if they prayed or not? How fast do we come up with this conclusion? How fast do we come up to become the judges of all judges when we say in Surah Fatiha, Maliki Yawmiddin? That Allah is the judge on the day of judgment. There'll be no judge besides Allah is the judge. Then how do we come with such statements? So many a times people come and say, Imam, this world, I'm unlucky. Who do you think you are? What do you know about luck? Nothing happens with luck. Illa Allah. Everything happens with the decree of Allah. And who is that Allah? Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim. How can you see your life down a path of misery? How do you determine? How do you interpretate your life to become a life of misery? You lost your children. You lost your wife. You lost your father. You lost your mother. You lost your partners in business. You lost your home. Whatever the circumstance, who are we to judge? What is the outcome? When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, whatever Allah does, He does it for the better of us. Whether we understand or not, my beloved brothers and sisters, mothers and elders, whether we understand or not, the vast knowledge of Allah is greater than we can ever think. So when in something becomes apparent to us and we come to a judgment, we block that and say that from shaitan. Nothing happens except with the permission and might of Allah. Allah is my guardian and He is my savior. Allah is always doing things for me and not against me. This is a belief of different religions where they believe in Allah of wrath. We believe Allah says, Qul Say in the Lord that is most kind and most merciful. Imam, I've got a sickness, chronic disease, fourth stage cancer. Alhamdulillah, Allah knows best. Allah knows best. Whether we are judging ourselves, my dear brothers, where we, we define depression, where we say we are unlucky, where we say we're not talented, where we say we don't have the ability, 
What are we saying? Who do you think you are? When Allah the Creator has created us for nothing. What ability we have? Illa Allah. Are you denying Allah and His ability? So do not cut yourself short. Get up. Get up and say, Subhana Rabbi Al-A'la. Glory be to the one that is high. I can do anything and everything. Illa Allah, With the permission and the guidance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When we are looking at someone else, look with the eyes of Rahmah. Do not look with the eyes of Ghadab, with anger. And that is why Allah in the Quran says, Iyaka wa dhan, inna ba'da dhanni ithmun. Iyaka wa dhan, inna ba'da dhanni ithmun. The word Iyaka in the Arabic language, you use it for something that you need to talk very fast. For example, if a lion is about to pounce at someone, what do you say? Iyaka wal asad. Tell him, watch out the lion. Something that you need to call out straight away. If you spare a moment, you spare the life, you destroy the life of a person. If you have wasted one moment, Allah is teaching us to not waste one moment of our life. Beware of being suspicious. Beware of judging other people. Sometimes we knock at someone's door. Salaam alaikum, brother. Salaam alaikum, brother. Oh, I see the car. The two cars parked outside. He can hear noises inside. Husnuddan. Uh, think good thoughts. We just spelt it out on the opposite. Saying husnuddan, Habib won't change anything. We already put the man down. Ah, oh, this brother. Subhanallah. Uh, you know, I was. He lives next to the masjid. And, you know, very close, in fact, you know, when I was at his house, I could hear the adhan, وَحُسُّدَّنْ Habib, it's too late. You strip him apart. Do you know his hal? Do you know his condition? Brother, one day I was walking, and this brother was walking in a place of haram. وَحُسُّدَّنْ My brother, by saying وَحُسُّدَّنْ won't change any Habib. You already stripped the man of his honor. Who do we think we are? To strip a person based upon a piece of a puzzle. What do I mean? What do I mean by a piece of a puzzle? Let me give you an example. If I give you three pieces of a puzzle and it's a jigsaw puzzle of 50 pieces, how many pieces did I give you? Three pieces. Can you ever make the picture of that 50 piece puzzle? Can we make the proper picture? Or is it going to be an assumption that is far fetched? The reality is that when we see our brother or our sister, for one split moment, my brother, it's not even three pieces. My brother, when you saw that brother for one moment, it's not even a three piece of a puzzle of 50 piece jigsaw puzzle. Don't make the mistake. Allah says, beware of suspicion. Beware of judging people. How dare a person stands up and says that the people of Morocco have become those who have gained the ghadab of Allah. Who do we think we are? And we want Allah to have mercy on us? I, I just want to get this straight. We want Allah to have mercy on us and we've got the iron rod when it comes to other people. We ask Allah in our salah for rahmah. We ask Allah in our salah, in our du'as for mercy, for forgiveness. 
for an easy path. But then when we look at our brother, we've got the iron rod against him. We are cursing people. We are making people takfir out of the fold of Islam, never like before. Who do we think we are? Are we the creation of Allah or do we think we are the creator? Musa alayhi salatu wasalam. One day he is giving a khutbah. And one of the Bani Israel says, Ya Musa, O Prophet of Allah, who is the most knowledgeable of people? So Musa alayhi salatu wasalam, being a Prophet of Allah and being sincere, he said, I am the most I am the most knowledgeable from the slaves of Allah. And immediately at once Allah Ta'ala sent Jibreel alayhi salatu wasalam. And Jibreel alayhi salatu wasalam said, Ya Musa, who told you that you were the most knowledgeable? Oh Musa, there are people that are more knowledgeable than you. So Musa alayhi salatu wasalam that was sincere. In his answer, being the Prophet of Allah, being the one connected to Allah, thought that he was the most knowledgeable of creations. But that sincere heart, that crave, that want to become better and closer towards Allah, he says, Ya Jibreel, ask Allah if he allows me to take permission to leave the people of Bani Israel and to find one of these people who have more knowledge than me. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives him permission. He leaves the Bani Israel. A very long story in a very short time that I have, but I'm trying to make a point. He goes out with, with Yusha bin Noon, his slave boy. And they're on journey and they've got a basket with a fish in it. And Musa alayhi salatu wasalam becomes tired, so he takes rest. And in the time he takes rest, Yusha bin Noon is guarding this basket and from the basket the fish comes out and it goes into the water. Musa والسلام, wakes up and they begin their journey. And after some kilometers, Musa والسلام, says to his slave boy, let us prepare the fish. I am hungry. I assume you are hungry. Let us stop and let us eat. Yusha bin Noon said, Ya Rasulullah, I'm so sorry. He says, what happened? He says, when you fell asleep, I didn't want to wake you up. But the fish got life came out of the basket and went into the ocean. Musa والسلام, says, why didn't you tell me? That's the sign that we're looking for. So they backtrack and they go back to the spot that they slept where they met Khidr By the way, Khidr is not his name. He is a prophet of Allah. He is a human being and he has passed away and he will be questioned like how you and I will be questioned. But Khidr, the Prophet says in an authentic narration, the word Khidr means green. And wherever Khidr والسلام, walked, that patch became green. So he was known as the Khidr, the one that made things green. And Allah knows best. He meets up with Khidr والسلام, and he calls him by Khidr. This was a sign for Khidr والسلام, to realize that the people of mine do not know me by this name. And so he realized that this must be a man from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so Musa alayhi salatu wasalam, a very long story cut short, says, Ya Khidr, allow me to travel and to learn from you. Khidr alayhi salatu wasalam says, but you will not have patience with me. Musa alayhi salatu wasalam says, you will find me a part of those who will have patience. They make their journey. And on their journey, they need to cross a river, cross an ocean. And they find a boat 
and people within the boat, sailors, and they come and they request by these sailors that we don't have any money, but allow us to take journey with you. These people are so kind and so beautiful. They are pious people. They said to Musa and Khidr, by all means, we will give you a ride. Musa alayhi salatu wasalam and Khidr alayhi salatu wasalam, they're looking outside the boat and the ocean is vast and long beyond the eye can see. And they see a bird pecking from the water. Khidr alayhi salatu wasalam says to Musa alayhi salatu wasalam, Ya Musa, this bird is picking from the water. Do you think that the, the water that is in the beak of the mouth of this bird has made any type of damage, any type of shortage of the water, the vastness of the water? Musa alayhi salatu wasalam says, Ya Khidr, it is only a pinch and has not caused any difference to the vast, the vast volume of the water. Khidr alayhi salatu wasalam says, Ya Musa, Similarly, is the knowledge of Allah compared to the knowledge of I. Similarly, is the ocean, the equivalent of the knowledge of Allah compared to the knowledge that we have, my respected brothers and elders. How do we come to a judgment? How do we decide to play Allah? How do we decide to doom a person? How do we deem, how do we come to a decision to belittle a person that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given life to? Musa والسلام, says, wow, what a beautiful example. The next moment he sees Khidr والسلام, is gone. He goes to the bottom of the deck and Khidr والسلام, is taking out the planks and the water is gushing from beneath. Musa والسلام, says, Ya Khidr, what's going on? These people have been kind with us. They've been good with us. What are you doing? Khidr والسلام, looks at him and says, Ya Musa, did I not tell you to not ask me what I do? Khidr out of shock to see what he was doing, forgot on the treaty and the promise that he made with Khidr He says, Ya Khidr, I will close my mouth, I will not speak again. They land, they come onto shore, and on the shore there are some boys that are playing. Khidr sees one of the boys, he takes the boy and cracks his neck, he passes away. Musa he cannot imagine what just happened. He just took a life. So Musa says, Ya Khidr, what have you done? This is a young boy. Who gives you the audacity to take this small boy's life? Khidr says, Ya Musa, did I not tell you? Musa said, Ya Musa, give me one more chance. I promise this time, if I question you, then I will walk away myself. They come past a town and the tradition amongst the people of that era if a visitor came, three things you would give. Water, food, and shelter for three days. This was something that was a bypass and an acknowledgement amongst any human being. When they came to this town, they denied them water, denied them food, and denied them shelter. In fact, they kicked them out of this town. So Musa والسلام, and Khidr, they are now hungry, hot, thirsty, tired, and they're leaving the town. And as they're leaving the town, they see a bridge is about to crack. So Khidr والسلام, rolls up his sleeves and he starts to fix the bridge. Musa والسلام, is thinking, here we are starving, we're tired, and the last bit of energy, he wants to fix the bridge. Why would he want to fix the bridge? So he says, Ya Khidr, these are the people that denied us food, the necessities of anyone that understands that this is something that's an obligation. Musa والسلام, والسلام, says, this is where you and I, we have to part.
But before I part, I would like to tell you why I did what I did. He said, you see the first people? They were good, pious people. And there was a pirate in the town that were looking for good boats to steal. So taking out the wood, the pirates would leave their ship and they would be sound and at least have their ship. The second boy was, had a father and mother that was very pious in the eyes of Allah. And this boy was going to become a boy that was going to become rebellious. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had ordered me to do so. And the third, there were two orphans that their father had left them some wealth, some gold that was hidden under the bridge. And if this bridge was destroyed, then the people of the town as the tyrants as you saw them to be, they will take this wealth that was wrongfully theirs. My respected brothers, Allah tells this story in the Quran for one reason and one reason alone. And what's the reason? Subhanaka la ilma lana illa ma'allamtana innaka antal alimul hakim. Glory be to Allah, there is no knowledge that we have except the little knowledge that Allah has given. Allah is all wise and all knowing. So my dear brothers, do not waste your life in playing God, in judging someone, coming up with speculation, judging a person. Do not find life so fragile, so unbefitting that we find our lives sitting and discussing the wrong that we see with our eyes, a piece of the puzzle of the thousands of pieces that we do not see. Be amongst those that are the builders and not the breakers. Be amongst those that encourage others and think good thoughts about others. Build up others, empower others, give them good names. Rasulullah would give a nickname to a Sahaba until that Sahaba had the quality of the nickname. This was what made the Ummah, the Ummah of Rasulullah And if you look at the destruction of us today, the destruction has become, we are not builders anymore, we've become the breakers. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to help the people of Morocco. Our hands and our du'as is potent. Take that time instead of judging what has happened. Raise up our hands and say, Ya Allah, forgive the people of Morocco. Ya Allah, make it easy for them. Ya Allah, forgive them for their sins and shortcomings. Ya Allah, make them amongst the shaheed, the martyrs. Ya Allah, make their graves a grave of the gardens of paradise. Ya Allah, give sabr to those who remain. It is not easy to see a healthy person pass away something as sudden as a natural disaster. Please, my dear brothers, be those who show rahmah. Uh, I will end off with this hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Rasulullah sallallahu says, Allah will only shower mercy upon those who shower mercy on others. Allah will only shower mercy upon those who shower mercy upon others. Think twice before we think bad of someone else. Think twice before we want to say something that will hurt someone. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guide our tongue, guide our heart, guide our mind. May Allah unite our hearts that we become each other's strength, that we become each other's backbone, that we become each other, that our brothers know when I am down, I know my brothers got my back. I know they're going to look after my family. I know they're going to look after my children. My children will not be on the streets because my community will look after my family. This is what Rasulullah taught us. Can we become that, my dear brothers?
Can we become them? I'm gonna ask a billion dollars. Can we become them, my dear brothers? Inshallah. Inshallah. Can we become them, my dear brothers? Wa akhiru da'wana and alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen.